When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for downloading this documentary on one from RTE Radio 1. For more information, visit rte.ie forward slash doc on one. Start from the start, so kind as the man says. Yeah? Start from the start, as the man says. Tell us where you were born and all the rest of it. Oh, I was born uh, about a mile across the fields here in the farm land. About 130 acres. Uh, there was 12 of us in family. And a few of them dead, there were five wives dead. Uh, nine boys and three girls. Yes. My father was a fiddle player and a concertina player and a flute player. So that's where I, I got it. And I have another brother, he'll be here next month. Another good fiddle player. He's nine and all his life. Yeah. And when was that? When were you born? 1925. The 2nd of March, 1925. Would you think I'm that age? You're holding up, all right. When did you start playing the fiddle then? When did the fiddle come into your life? Well, then I'll tell you, then I was very small. My father knew that I was mad for music. And he had another fiddle. I was only about 10 or 11. And he sh- I sat on the, 
bottom step of the stairs one night, and he showed me how to play a few notes. And that I was getting. I was mad for it. And after about an hour, I said, I have this handled anyway. I started that stuff on my own. It was in me, ma'am. Only to bring it out. But once I knew what the fingering was. And I know, but that was the only teaching I ever got. Here, God, that was it. I don't hear what walk here, but that all did. It was walk here with music. Concertinas and flutes and fiddles. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great time for music. Run parties then. You know, go on for two or three days and nights. Go out in the run and collecting money and have a two or three right threatening nights. Drinking out of jam crocks. <laughs> that them with the fine glasses. <laughs> uh, and that one, you want to be the way either the creators. A lot of news come there, they were more, they were more dry than hungry, that's when I said, you want a bit of grub. No, I'm more dry than hungry. It was part of the one thing. Yeah. I done a lot of old travelling in my lifetime. Before I came in the pub game, I was a blacksmith. I have four, three, seven, three, ten, thirteen years at it. I worked in Manasrebin County, Kildare, for three years. I worked in Ballyhahill County, Limerick, for three more years. And I... I served my time and I gave a few years of my own. Um, it was a badly paying game. I gave ten and a half years then with a, a man, a big contractor, Murphy from Cahersavine. I often had 40 men and they're working on the night. Mm-hmm. I didn't need I see. I see the road, I often slip up in bags of cement, too far away from home, following good money. <laughs> Tell me something, lads. There might be a few people down there in the pub. Had, looking at you, I'd say you don't drink it all. We won't leave you down at all, can't anyway. Eh? We won't leave you down anyway. We put down a few points. Well, my God, every day goes. There's a man down the road there. He's Pat Brown. He's a Donegal man. A good man, I tell you. Every trick in the trade, I, I showed it. A good old cracker. He will lovely bar out the back for the smoking. Oh, Christ, the beauty. What year did you head off to England? 1948. Yes, I had a forest down there in the bottom of that village. And I said, here goes. And I said it to my father after I didn't come home for nine years. I said, my old, my old faithful, I said, you put me the wrong thread. I said, if I was them years over in England, that I spent my time and, and journey work. I'd come back a millionaire. Fickle. 
six bob for a set of shoes and the horses tearing, tearing the guts out of it. Oh, no, no money in it at all. Closed the door and said, cheerio, tick chaps. He didn't see me for nine years. Here. I was playing a fiddle over in England, and this fellow all the time following. It's every bloody Sunday following. He said, I'm following you with about four years. He said, I have, I have tweaked you right now. I said, what have you tweaked? I'll tell you straight to your face, he said. And it took me four years to find it out. You're walking alive with insanity and madness when you're playing that fiddle. <laughs> That's what he told me. With insanity and madness. Yes, and he wasn't too far out. You're in a different world, you know, when you're playing music. You're, you're, not, with, you're not with the music at all. You're in a different element altogether. You are. Where are you? Yeah? Where are you? I don't know for what, but you're not with yourself anyway. I will go down for a drink and I might tell you a few more yarns. <laughs> that old book, sir, we'll try it. Classed one of the best fiddle players in Kerry in the internet. Oh, that phone, that old dead like to know. I didn't say a word. No. Okay. Even my daughter in England could tell me. Uh. Would you ever tell us about uh, when he was selling the ice cream? Him with a gun? Yeah. Well, I also sell ice cream. I was a manager of a factory. And this fella that were working with us got jailed for GBH. So I went to keep his round on. And I happened to go on the road. So I pressed the brake to swerve over the ditch, broke his neck. So that was the end of him. He'd only been out of jail for a couple of weeks <laughs> for shooting somebody in the legs. That's true. It's a rough, rough game, boy. <laughs> Blooming rough game. Oh, stories I could tell you about ice cream. Yes. But I can't, because the wife might hear it.
You were a tough man by all accounts. Well, I could handle myself. Still is. I could handle myself, all right. And where did you learn that? A hall that was above here. And Mick Griffin, he boxed with the golden gloves in America. He did with years of crater, and I was working in Abbey Fail, and he was come out with me. Oh, God, we had a good club about that. And he was come out, and I was come with him. Ah, oh, we often. He used to be putting me up with this one and that one, and caused up like, I was a bit too green, not green. I had all the tricks, but I was too young for them. That, that were all stages. But this for a long night anyway. Uh, Griffin said, I'll take you up to Mount Rat. You'd handle any one of them up there. And this Sergeant Blackwell was there. Well, he knocked seven kinds of sparks out of me. I couldn't know if it was Jesus. Where was he hitting me at all? I said... I'm going to talk to myself. I'm going, and I look at myself in the mirror. I'm going to meet you, Jan. And came home. Had a set of gloves myself. Went in front of a mirror. Uh, I imitating the, the strokes that he was putting at me. You understand in the mirror. Shadow boxing. I went up again, I said, I'll, I'll cripple you this night, anyway. Jesus, I knocked seven kinds of shit out of He said, where did you learn them tricks? I said, you, I gave a weekend bed with sore ribs after you. But I said, I'm afraid you'll give a, a week and maybe a fortnight, and there might be a couple of them broken. He said, you're a tough man to crack. Hey, what? Griffin said, I knew you'd handle him. Blackwell was it, Sergeant Blackwell. Oh, but I handled him, though, but he handled me. Of course, an old stager again. There are tricks in the trade, on it. I'd like a few points, Con. Well, I think, uh, if the truth was known, I think there was more beer gone down my stomach than food. <laughs> the same as the streets of my name. When you were working with Murphy, you went all over England with Murphy. Were you on the cable? No. I was ten and a half years with Murphy. And I had 40 men working for me. It's a gospel truth. A two pound a foot for the heading. Underneath the ground. In the tunnel? Black, huh? Were you in the Blackwell Tunnel or one of them? I was in the Victoria Tunnel. Huh. I don't know all that. <coughs> you couldn't talk when you go down. When you come up, you're decompressed. And you get a badge. Oh, great money. Great money, but dangerous work. When you see two miles of water over there, yeah? And come to stairs, keep it out, didn't it? Hard to believe it. The stars. Yeah? The stars. 
the day. Often you come up to the tunnel. The only place I ever see stars was in the daytime coming up. But when you went underneath the ground, the stars never leave the sky. The same as in daytime. When you go down, look up, start. As much as I will ever come up here again alive, I can get two shits for I was good money. <laughs> and I was mad at that time, but I was a child. <laughs> mad for money. <sighs> but did you follow the money? Yes. Yes. Because they're all priced. Oh, so much, so much of food. Yeah. Twelve o'clock in the day. Uh, nearly half a week's wages, mate. It's a gospel truth. And would you have the air hammer? Huh? What do you call An air spread. Or the light one. Oh, Christ, you couldn't talk. Around here, around here, put it, keep here a little. Uh, six hours. I tell you one thing after them, six, six hours when you would go into that chamber to be de- decompressed, you would be down glad to see bed. Yeah. Oh, no, God save us. <laughs> did you ever think of the air speed when you were playing music, that noise? I did. There's a touch above. There's a touch above. Between the mangoes and the boron. The same kind of rhythm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Them men you were talking about, a lot of them men died young, didn't they? They all did. They all did. Every one of them. With all the dust. I have a small bit of it in my chest. I have a small bit of it in my chest. But that's... See? It will get you in the finish. And it will get you deaf and it will get you blind. Because you're so much eager to do that job. Especially if I had as good money. Yeah. Because I worked on them and guns myself and the echo of it would be in your head. Yeah. I even no sleeping to death. She's there inside in the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you drinking them pints? Not as fast as you are. <laughs> Is the music in your head when you're sleeping? Well, I can tell you one thing straight up. If I had a good reel, that I never had before, I'd lay you ten to one that I'd wake up some of the night, part of the night and catch that fiddle. I'd play that. That above here. All above here. If I like, that's if I like it.
Mum said to me one evening, how come they do putting in them lovely notes to, to fiddle? I was, he asked me would they play his fiddle. He thought what I was doing was in my fiddle. Several years, and you'll see it this weekend before. Would you play out that fiddle of mine? That thing, that isn't the fiddle that I'm playing. You understand, like that sleeve rookler. And that up. Would you ever oblige us and have a few notes, them beautiful notes, inside in that fiddle that you're putting in? See, now would we pick him up? The longest day that I'd ever, ever lived, I wouldn't pick him up. Tis an old enchantment, of, a blossom of something else. I can't describe it. And tis only around here. I reckon... Tis a old blossom of the sleeve rook. That's what I wanted. And I never had... Then they all started going for Nacknagree. Uh, well, the real McCoy of it was here, but I was over. But I was so clever I wouldn't tell him where it was. You understand me? One starry night as I lay sleeping. One starry night as I lay in my bed. I dreamed I heard wagon wheels are creaking. But when I awoke, my young love had fled. And did you ever try and teach anyone, Con? To be honest, I couldn't. But I... I don't know how to explain it. I couldn't. What I'm doing is a clean out of my, the top of my brain. And if I had a good, nice breath.
to come tell us about getting into the pub trade in England. When did all that happen? Jesus Christ, what, 20 years? I was 14 years in the balloon. And two years, so I was asked to take over the balloon. I was two years in religion, I was asked by the brewery, would they take over a pub in Chelsea? And sure, my sister had a pub only across, well, in the next street. She was there 25 years. And, she, and she's still alive, her husband is dead. Uh, I was asked, would they take it over? And I came and I seen it and I said, I will. And it was an early morning house from 6 to 8 for shift workers. Sure, I used to be open in the morning down until dark. So I took it over and this day Joe Burkin, Roger Sherlock, the whole atom inside, and this old chief came in and I could smell him, which is worth a half a bitter and a a what can tonic uh, came to closing time. <clears throat> he said to me, Well, if we'll say the fears of book, any harm, he said, to ask you for time, do you close here? I said, Not one bit in the world, I said. I opened the 1st of January, I said, and I closed it the 31st of December. Pulled out the brief. Oh, he said, I said, I know you come in the door, not mind showing me that. I said, you know, Mr. Pritchard, Pritchard, oh, a very special friend of mine. I said, if he is, he give me the okay. I called for another drink. I said, you see that door? Out. Oh, pardon. You see that door? I said, out. And out I put him. Joe Burke could tell you that. Down until death. They said you did a fair business after hours. Hell, by God almighty, save us. Curly Solomon, the singer, you know him. Curly was asked one day by by Bikesi, the button signed the balloon for three days and three nights without ever moving an eye inside the bar and a few more of us with us. Stop. Bobby said to Curly, Ramsey, oh, God of beauty. He from Belly Fihan and Cock. Tell me, Curly, what do you think of this pub? Well, then I, he used to talk with an awful deep voice. Well, then I can tell you what I think of this pub. Let's hear it with Bobby. When you're looking for the goddamn place, you can't find it. And when you find it, you can't get out of it. I'd recommend it for any person that wants a separation from his wife. <laughs> this is uh, a qualified Bithynian surgeon, a special friend of mine, and I'll be long to me. He knew more. Yes. You were there, you came home in 73 or 72. I know, I know you our children, they too, probably mean. Oh, yes. I was one of them, I was one of them 14 years, and I had a balloon. 
and I thought, and they asked me, would they take over the balloon? I know that I was a cleaner, and I got down to the ropes. You have 14 years there. <laughs> I swept it up. Connie did bring music to the place. Ah! And uh, maybe at four o'clock in the morning, when you know, when we'd be trying to sleep overhead here, Connie was out with a bunch outside in the square, playing. You wouldn't hear good night or anything, only a Buddhist one and that one. <laughs> four o'clock in the morning, playing. That is gospel truth. You took French leave too. Huh? You took... You had great courage to, to, to do what you did. Well, I was 28 years in the business here across the road. Yes. Talk again now, Michael. Well, we soldiered away anyway, sure. Mm. But uh, times weren't that good, that hell. <laughs> you can't do it. But uh, I remember over in Mount Collins, the snow was in the ground and they had to bring the coffin from three miles over in the hills there in Mount Collins. They shouldered. Shouldered all the way through snow and all that. And it was hard to walk through the snow. But they had that time. Yeah. 47 was, was the bad year. Time, time was so bad. That went to American Australia and never came back and lived in Vietnam. I'm sorry. Is that right? Never again. They never were all looking for us. Our people never came back. They say such poverty in their lifetime. When they see their own people wrapped in sacks, they wouldn't afford the coffin. They wouldn't be able to bring him. You know that, Michael? I do. Yeah. From Rock Chapel now, yes. Connie tells me that the shouldering will say someone from six miles out. You know, the hills and the hollows, they got tired and had to lay down the coffin. You know. They were there until the following morning. Yeah. And then the people in there upon the morning took them dead. We don't understand this. And they got the donkey car and the man that was driving the donkey car about a mile and a half over here the road. He died. And he's trying to carry his brother, or a relation of his. Yeah. I have that history myself. Mm-hmm. Who told you those? Who told you those stories? We lived through them. We yeah. lived. Well, I did. We've... Well, he's older than me. We we saw tough times, but we saw. That sleeve rookery style is only here, Betty Desmond, Scatter Glen, and Nocturne. Get the rest of them. I'm not blushing.
It's a thing that, I don't know, I can't explain it. Something of something of something. Intriguing her quality. Twenty kettles as well. Hey? Twenty kettles. John, 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 come in here. Tell you about it. John, I said. I'm no good at talking. You like me, John? I have to hear now. What age do you know, Con? Seventy-nine. Do you think I might tell you a lie? I'm 79 years, 1925. Can't make What keeps you alive now at the moment? What keeps me alive? My heart. My heart. And my spirit. I'm telling lies, bare-faced lies to the likes of you. <laughs> <laughs> No, but they're not barefaced lies. No, they're not. No, you know every fair I went. They're white lies. Yeah. And what about your soul? Soul? <laughs> I can be as straight, honest, and truthful as you. I went in them at mass since the day I got married. I have no intentions of going there. Well, if I think there's a life here after, well, I want to explain to me where it is. But you go down into that coffin, it's there all day. That's your life here after. I know. Man, a woman will tell me deep in the other. I'm only trying to cut it. And I'm a Catholic. I go into the graveyard every day to pray. And I talk to people. It's dead for years. But I wouldn't go into the chapel. I wouldn't go into the chapel. And everybody around here will tell them. But when you go into the graveyard, what do you say to them? Do you talk to them like ordinary people? Do you know what I said to them? If you... They had nothing, but they have plenty now. They had nothing that raised us from starvation. Well, not starvation. If you could get up out of the grave, I'd give you a good time. You understand me? Great character. You know what I mean? That great character. 
beautiful people. I'm like an architect here, the calling to the host. Do you know where somebody is buried? Jesus, sure, I wouldn't have a clue. Years before my time. Huh? I wouldn't even burn. You think I know nothing? Yeah. But you said to him, Sean's luck, that he could get common stuck. Huh. In that way now. Takes you on here, look, look, Watch yourself, I said. Ah. That's my old father there with Padre. The next one below, my mother. Huh. That's him there, look. The famous Jack Morris Corton. Yeah. <laughs> and they died within a day of each other. Oh, well, you know that. Well, you can see it. My mother, she was waking up with the house and we brought her down. We were all here. And the next thing, going into Flanagan's brother of sisters, he had wandered up to the house. My father wouldn't come down with us and he dropped it in the yard. And do you know what he said to me? Take down the good girl up home and send up for me. How right he was. Uh, so many years over ground. He said a long time. Uh, I'm going to see it. Huh? I went and I was his boss and said the other. That day, the crater. <sighs> I show you now for I'll be put a fickle There is no. <laughs> with an old namesake of mine. And I show you where my grandfather is buried. <sighs> but he was a. He wanted to be buried, never again to be lifted. <sighs> And I proved it. Well, I put somebody else very close to him, and I found another coffin. And a, 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 a gentleman, a brother of mine, he said, That's your grandfather. Don't touch it. One of them the the other. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is. I go around here every day. <laughs> the grass is long around here, Con. Well, that do a man cut it. A grand aunt of mine is buried there. Yeah. And you see that little surrounding side here now, all planned out for you. You see this? It'll be buried there. When ever I go. Straight from the house below that to the ch no chapel. Straight in that gate. And I meant it. 
get some priest to say a mass and say, well, it'll be no good. I might have a few people playing music and get, show them me up square. And that's all I want. Is it somewhere you're looking forward to going or what? In here? Looking forward? I was giving up for dead four times and I'm still alive. And have no notion of dying. Oh, and I won't die. Look after these people, Jenny. If you enjoyed this documentary, you might like to listen to our other Documentary on One productions. Visit rte.ie forward slash doc on one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.